0: Craig to join. Do you know what it says? It says Craig is thinking. <laughs> what is he thinking about? Like he's thinking. Oh, wait, he's got to think about it. He's got to think about it. <laughs> Come on, Craig, just join, dude. Craig, Craig I is. I like, mean, I see I'm not sure I want to
1: join these guys.
0: I'm not sure I want to record he, he, for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but welcome in everybody. It's me, Johnny, and with me, I've got again. You know, DJD. I have a long pause here. Are we not ready? Are we not ready to start? I was not ready now. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> not. Okay. Okay. Um, are you ready now? Yeah. Awesome. Let's just, let's just do that one more time. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, I'm your host, Johnny. And with me, I've got DJD and Farmer. Hello. Welcome in. And so um, right before we started recording, I posed a question and I thought it would actually be a very good question for the podcast itself. The question being, do you get battery anxiety? Are you the kind of person who watches the battery on any of your devices? Or are you the kind of person that just like you just let it go down and you charge it when you need to charge it? Generally, I like to keep my uh, devices charged as much as possible. Personally, same. I very much get battery anxiety. You know, seeing something, I don't know, it starts right away, right? Like 70%. I'm like, oh, man, 70%. You know, oh, man, 60%. And I I get stressed about it and I wonder, like, am I going to have enough or da-da-da? And my wife gets zero battery anxiety. Like, she just drains those things until it's like 1%. And then she's like, oh, I need to charge my device and plugs it in. I could never.
2: No, I couldn't either. That's insane. I, I, I legitimately would not be able to handle that. What about you, Parm? I think for
1: me, I'm I'm more uh like the latter, honestly, because most of my devices are already normally plugged in. So it's really just my phone. I'm not like working off like you are with like a, let's say, an iPad or like a Surface or something that's battery-charged for long periods of time where I need it. Um, So I don't even really think about it. I charge mine just my phone. You know, that's all I got to worry about. And sometimes, sometimes I charge it. If it's at 50, sometimes I wait until it's all the way down to like, you know, 5 or 10 just to kind of like break it up because I just want my lifespan of my battery to be better. So... Right, I kind of like to, uh, you know, kind of freak it out, I guess, a little bit.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's true, too. I am a, very much a mobile device user. So, like, you know, I'm using iPads. My audio interface I'm using right now is a battery-powered mobile interface, right? Like, my microphone I'm using right now is a battery-powered mobile microphone. Um, Everything. And everything in my life has batteries, and I have pretty severe battery anxiety. I'm always checking stuff and charging stuff to make sure. And my son, my 10-year-old son is the same, but like Chiho and Bethany both don't think about it and don't care. Chiho will be like, oh, my phone's dead. And she's just like sitting there with a dead phone, just holding it, like not going to plug it in, nothing. She's just like, oh, yeah, my phone died. I'm like, what? What do you, what do you mean your phone died? It's a stupid complaint.
2: But like one of my things, too, is like, If my phone dies, it's an extra, like, five minutes or whatever for it to restart. Like, because first it's, like, enough charge to, like, you know, reactivate or whatever. And then it, like, starts from, like, nothing. And that always takes a couple minutes, too. And it's like, okay, well, like, I know nothing crazy happened in that five minutes. I know it. I know that no one, like, called, like, asking me, you know, to put on my superhero suit and save the world or anything. But, like... (laughs) Internally, it's like, I don't know, like, a, like, like you said, anxiety just racking me until
0: uh, I'm back and connected to the world again. But don't you have a cellular watch, Apple Watch? Yeah, that's true. So if anyone called you, <laughs> it would just go straight to your watch, right? Right, yeah. And I actually
2: do leave my phone at home occasionally when I go out and stuff, too, because like, that way I don't have to worry about it. At it But <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> it's, it's stupid, but yeah, no, I need everything charged if I can.
1: I, yeah I will say I will say one anxiety I probably have with that whole thing is not necessarily maybe needing to charge, but like the dying anxiety though, like it's at that one percent or something. I know it's about to turn off. you know that's when I you know go for the charger or freak out and I'm like, oh I've got I've to beat it. I got to make sure it doesn't turn off, and I don't know why. That's a thing for me, but it's always like a game, you know. Like I gotta, I gotta plug it in before it dies, before you know it does the whole restart. And it, I don't know, it's just gotten to be kind of like a fun, but also not fun. You know, it's like almost like panic at the same time. It's like, can I beat it? Can I not? And if I, and if I don't, I'm like, oh, you know that. I, you know, I just lost. But if I get it, it's just that sigh of relief. Ah, I did it. You
2: know? <laughs> it's like did catching it. a door right before it closes, you know, and you just managed to get there just in time. Like, it's that, exactly. it's that feeling.
0: Yeah. This is a little off topic, but talking about death, I am uh, reading a book right now called The Olympian Affair by Jim Butcher. It's book two of the Cinder Spire series. And no spoilers, but I... Uh, David knows this about me. For some reason, in many, in many forms of media, not just books, my favorite character usually dies. Like somehow something happens to them and they die. (laughs) There's a character that they just introduced in this book who is now being put in arm's way or arm's way, harm's way. And I'm just like, don't do it, Jim Butcher. Don't you dare do it. Oh, my God. I, I'm I'm getting stressed reading it. I'm getting like oh my god, like he's just die? dangling it in front of you, Johnny's like, yeah, hey, I know you like this
1: character, but you know, got to go. Kind
0: of like no anxiety about the fate of this character after that chapter. Now it's like it could really go either way. Really, it could go either way. You know, oh god, I'm not not a fan of this. Not a fan of this. But you know, I mean, isn't that life in general? Right, <laughs> like it could go either way at any moment. Not a fan. Not a fan. Do you prefer? Do you prefer uh, characters being
2: introduced and killed off quickly, or long existing characters being killed off? Like, irregardless of how much you like them, like just in general. Like, say you like them the same amount. Do you prefer a short time with them, or yeah? I would love it
0: if characters didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> There's enough death in real life to satisfy me. You know. But as far as that, here, we can use a classic example of Fantastic Beasts 2. What a terrible movie. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> the only thing that happened in that movie was the new character they introduced died. That's it. That's all that happened. Um, so we didn't have long with that character. Just one movie. I don't know. I think I would be a fan of a longer-term character dying more than a short-term character dying. You know who does the short-term character dying a lot is uh, Stranger Things. That happens a lot. Like, almost every season, some randomly beloved character that was just introduced that season dies. Right, Farm? Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's true, but I, the funny thing about the way that Stranger Things does it, I think they give you enough... To where you really kind of connect with that character.
0: And when they kill them off, you, you know, you're like, no, you know, you're like, no, no. I know. You're just waiting for Mike to die, hoping Mike's going to die and he doesn't. <laughs> and then this other character you like survives or you like dies, excuse me, and Mike survives. And you're like, come on. Mike's fine, by the way. I just had to choose somebody, you know. <laughs> I just...
2: All this reminds me of uh, all this reminds me of until dawn and the amount of anxiety I had over making sure that uh, certain characters lived and certain characters didn't like Hayden Panettiere's character. I really wanted to make sure
0: that she lived. You wanted to save the cheerleader, right? Yeah. Well, you know that, but Baldur's Gate three, I find my, cause like anyone can die, right? Like you can kill characters or important characters, That come up in side quests later, like you can just get killed. Right. And so I find myself sometimes reloading battles because some random NPC died that I'm like, oh, I think they might be important. Let's just like do that again and not get them killed.
2: Right. Yeah. No, same. Absolutely. In terms of that, because it's like, shoot, like what if that person has something important to talk to me about if they live? And most of the time they They don't. They do.
0: They, they they often do they often do i'm in act three the amount of people from act one for real that are like popping up and being like oh hey what's up really? i haven't seen you in a while it's nice to run into <laughs> you here it's i'm just like oh my god literally <laughs> before i came here my wife was asking about this one quest line she had watched me do and it's like whatever happened to that person and i was like oh i don't know like i mean maybe i will run into them because they said uh they were going to the city, and he, we're in the city now. And then, like, freaking, like, I went into a building, and it was like, oh, there she yes.
2: is. <laughs> Speak <laughs> of the devil.
0: And she was like, oh, my God, it's you. Help me. And it's like, yep, here we go. Another quest. Here we go. And it turns <laughs> out she was a squirrel.
2: <laughs>
0: it's funny you say that. She actually was <laughs> transmorphed, not in her human form, but as a sheep in the first what? time. Oh, I really? Yeah, I had to. Well, that's, yeah, that's I figure out how to get her back to being human and then talk to her. But I could, I could talk to her because I had, um, animal speak. I I actually need to get that. I've been relying on potions that give me it so far. What's your, uh, so I've changed my class multiple times on the playthrough of Baldur's Gate. I'm playing right now and I'm currently a dwarf, a shield dwarf, and I am a ranger. Um, I, I shoot things with a, with a crossbow and I can summon, uh, Animal friends, DJD would hate me. I got I got animal friends hanging out.
2: I love animals. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Farm, have you played any Baldur's Gate?
1: I actually, at this time, actually don't even have it. Um, I don't have it right now. So,
0: um, Good. stay away from it.
1: <laughs> well, that that is kind of the part of the thing. It's like, well, how many games do I have going right now? Right. And I just know it's one of those games. As soon as you like start sinking your teeth into it. You're like, you're in that game, and you're gonna be in that game for a while, and that's kind of how games like that go. Especially for me, because I'm kind of like a one-track mind, kind of single single player. You know, if I'm playing a single-player game or or something with a story-driven, you know, game, I I like tend to like just lose myself, and I'm not very good at like multitasking. I just do the one thing. (laughs) Here's the
0: problem with Baldur's Gate too. Um, I Three, right? There are, Baldur's are Gate three, yeah, three. Baldur's Gate three technically. <laughs> Here's the problem with Baldur's Gate. Also, the um, there are choices that I've made that I regret making. Right, like Ooh, yeah, that always happens. And it's like in the next playthrough, I'm not going to do this. And actually, there's a couple of them too that I'm like in my next playthrough, I would like to do this. Right, like I'm going to choose this one but my but i'm not even done with the game yet and i'm already like wanting to change things that i did you know in act one and in act two um seeing for it's one seeing further down consequences right so so how in depth are you going with that are you
1: actually making notes on this are you are you actually making notes so you remember they're they're
0: pretty big ones they're pretty big things so i don't really need to make notes on it but like D, this is for you, I guess, and for anyone listening who hasn't played Baldur's Gate three, because like I feel like I'm the last person to play it. It you can't make everyone happy in the party, right. so yeah. like it, it's really clear that like you have to choose the people in the party who you want to be happy, and that's the deal. Um, and I wasn't playing like that, you know, like. Yeah, so th- so that's the big one for me. That's one of the
2: things I like about Starfield, actually, is that the way that they do New Game Plus, like it's basically like another playthrough. But like so you get to kind of revisit a lot of the decisions you didn't make or play an entirely different way. Oh my god, um, Daniel told me he
0: started playing Starfield and liked it. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> uh, the update <laughs> just came out for it, too. That fixed a lot of the bugs. Anyway, so on my podcast topics here, I've got a... Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, cool. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> to, to move forward. <laughs> but you know what? This is, a, we can actually, this actually just kind of work. One of the things I have written down that I want to talk about is how the internet is the worst. And I, I have sure, two points yeah. about this. One, I saw something recently going around. I don't know how real it is that like George R. Martin was talking about how like the internet is just filled with hate now. I, don't know if I anyone think else that saw was that. a real quote. Yeah, I think that was. But I'm going to tie it into a specific thing that Farmer actually, I think you too actually engaged with me on threads. I'm already seeing Avatar The Last Airbender fans hating on the Netflix live adaption of the show based on stuff that the showrunners have said. And I'm so done. I'm so done with these new. Post 2020 fans, right? Like mm-hmm. shut up. Yeah. Actually, this is
1: it's kind of crazy. We were actually just talking about this whole thing, actually, when you were when you joined us. A little bit.
0: Number one, yeah, yeah. number one, they talked about that the original cartoon was really made for kids. And so <clears throat> they changed some of the tone of it because they want it to appeal to a, an older audience too. They talked about they used to show it the showrunner said this, yeah. and people are getting so mad about it. number one: the original show was made for kids. It was uh, on the first Logan. season, especially. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with liking something that was made for children. I just want right. to say that first off. like all of the people who are like, "This show isn't made for kids," and, oh man, it, it handles all of this mature stuff and da, da, oh, da, da It's like first off, shut up, you're wrong. Yeah, it was 100 percent. Made for children, and if you like it, that doesn't mean that you're a child. Just relax, right?
2: Right? Uh, Controversial. I would say the same thing about Harry Potter a little bit.
0: Like when it comes down to it, yeah. A a lot of things. A lot. uh, Every Disney movie, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. um, Yeah. Made for kids. It's okay to like things made for kids. Adults like. uh, No, maybe people are judging you. I'm not judging you. Just chill out. Like freaking God, you know? Number two, um, to hate on it before it comes out, and oh it's, oh, it's dead already, all of that stuff. You know, the fact... So so one, Avatar The Last Airbender was made into a live-action movie, right? That was terrible. This is not a live-action movie. It's a TV show. So it, it is different. But right. the fact that they're doing it again is a miracle, right? Sure, I would agree with we, that. Yeah. We live in this age where it's like, just in my 31 years on this earth, there's been, what, three live-action Batman adaptions and countless animated adaptions. Um, there's been three live-action Spider-Man adaptions and countless animated adaptions. And people get this idea that... Oh, you know what? Like they're doing it bad. I'm just not going to support it. And it's going to come back around. Right. That doesn't happen. Not everything is Batman and Spider-Man. A lot of, look at the Dresden files, TV show that had one season. And guess what? It is not coming back around. How many years ago was that? Yeah. That was uh, a while ago. Yeah. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. Dresden files, TV show. That was 2007. Wow. Was that 15 years ago? 16 years ago? Yeah. Like, for real. You know, and and not saying that everyone has to support things, or that they have to support things they don't like, but um, we talked about last week that we're in an era of great adaptions, right? Some things are very heavily adapted Lord of the Rings Very heavily adapted from the books
2: And some of it needs
0: to be In terms of that I mean just Um, to like bring it up to modern times or whatever I haven't read the Expanse Series But I've heard it was heavily adapted From the books Like there are whole characters missing Right that they like merged into other characters And stuff Right Um what else is really beloved that was... You know, I mean, Game of Thrones was also pretty heavily adapted as well.
2: Uh, the Hobbit? I would no. say it was pretty heavily adapted. <laughs> pretty heavily adapted. <laughs> heavily. <laughs> Keyword is
0: heavily adapted. Maybe, uh. maybe, maybe a little too much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rings of Power was pretty heavily adapted. But anyway, all of this to say, why are the fans coming around hate instead of like being super excited, right? Like it's this, it's a really weird take to me. And again, not to, I don't want to be the old man screaming in, in the void, but like I've been a fan of avatar since it was on TV in 2005. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just excited that they're willing to try it again because I really picture this, you guys, and and i know that like a lot of current avatar fans don't have this perspective but like uh, when i got this giant avatar backpiece tattoo that i have avatar was dead there was avatar there was korra there were like a couple books and a couple of graphic novels and that's it there was no plans for anything you know Like, that's where it's coming from. And now there's Avatar Studios, there's a live action remake, they're talking about the next Avatar after Korra, they're talking about animated movies. It's such a cool time to be an Avatar fan. And I don't understand why the fan base is just hating on all of this stuff coming out because, for real, like, five years ago, like, all of this stuff was impossible. But not just to single out the Avatar fan base, this is like fandom in general, I feel like. Right. Nowadays. Yep. No, 100%.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of it stems from a fear of disappointment. And like a fear of disappointment that's so big that like they'd rather hate it like preemptively and be like pleasantly surprised. Like I just watched, uh, what was it? No Way Home. Uh, again. And uh, great Michelle movie. Jones, yeah, great movie. Michelle Jones says in it, like, uh, Vendaya Zendaya, not Vendaya, <laughs> <laughs> a <dumb diagram> said, <laughs> uh, Zendaya's character says, like, uh, you know, like, uh, if you never get your hopes up for anything then you're never disappointed. And I, I feel like a lot of people, like, kind of like live by that now, which is really unfortunate and really like a doomer pill negative way to look at things. I think you have to hope for things because that, like, you know, puts support behind it for it to be better when it comes down to it.
1: Well, and and what I was talking to David a little bit earlier is, uh, you know, I totally agree with that. You need to hope for things, but let's let's stop with the, you know, let's you know assuming that you know everything about what's going on, you know, and that you assume that you're going to just go ahead and cancel it. Kind of like the comment that I made. I'm so tired. You know, it it kills me that people just think that they can go ahead and start canceling things and just spreading negativity when they don't even have the full picture. It's not even out. There's no way they could. There's
0: no way they can have the full picture. It's not even out yet, guys. Exactly. Like, dead on arrival. Like, are you serious? Well, and also, what's the point of being negative
2: now? It's not like complaining about certain things that the Runner has said is going to, like, make them go back to the drawing board right now. It's already made at this point, you know? I mean, like, it's going to happen regardless. Like, this would have been great feedback to, like, solicit, like, maybe during the production of it. But when it comes down to it, like, now it's just, you know, you just have to wait and see, you know? And maybe it will be good. Maybe you're wrong, you know? But, like, I mean,
0: like, yeah. Or maybe they're right, and that's okay, too. But passing judgment on something that doesn't exist yet, right, that hasn't been released to the public, it's really dumb. Well, and I mean, Star Wars fans, right, are pretty hard about this kind of stuff, too. Right. Yeah, but, you know, they've also been dealt an interesting set of cards, too, at this point. Well, well, Star Wars was the same thing, right? It was an enclosed, finished thing. And then they started doing more. And it's... It's really interesting. Really interesting. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, I also last week was the person who was talking about until the credits rolled. I was really hoping the movie would turn around. Sure. The movie yeah. that Avatar fans don't speak of. That is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I've been really unhappy this week because for some reason, like also, I mean, we've talked about this. Negativity gets a lot more engagement than really positivity well and what i hate too is like okay so you don't
2: like something about something so then you're going to try to ruin it for anyone else who's excited about it like that's just like the worst mindset to ever have i mean like that's just dumb i i don't i'm not a huge fan of that yeah it's
1: like that and then also like all the Oh, I've already experienced it. Now I'm going to spoil it for everybody else. You know, kind of mentality too. I hate who that. Who would do that? Who yeah, would do who that? Who does crazy. that sort of thing? It's just crazy. Yeah, like why all these spoilers out here, man? It's just, like ruins well, it like, for somebody I just, else.
2: I, I've been thinking about this, and I was trying to think of like a way to fit it into like 140 characters or whatever the heck that uh, Twitter now allows oh. now. You but mean uh, X? <laughs> I'll never call it X except on an accident. Get it? On accident? Accident? Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> I see what you're doing there. But uh, one of the things that really is upsetting to me is like how I got spoiled on suicide squad because a lot of people have problems with like certain things that that game does. And yet I didn't get spoiled on survivor and I waited nine months to finish that up. You know, like that's wild, you know, but because everybody liked survivor, everybody was super careful not to spoil it, but because people didn't mm-hmm. like some Joy of the survivor? things suicide squad did. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay.
2: Yeah. And, you think, but because people w- w- didn't like Suicide Squad, they just didn't care about spoilers. And to an extent, I understand that a little bit, but I don't think that makes it morally okay. <laughs> like, I mean, well, you know.
1: Yeah, just, just because you didn't like it, you're going to go ruin it for everybody else who wants to have a, you know, first-time kind of reaction to it. Uh, David, uh, did you—how long did it take you to stream Jedi Survivor? You were pretty— pretty much you know went released about the same time as suicide squad right so it what it doesn't really it was pretty much right off the bat right right off the cuff
2: uh well so i started streaming it like shortly after it came out or whatever but then i took a long break from it and i just picked it back up again so but like still, now i'm like finally that. near the end but i mean like there's so many twists in that game that i was not expecting that right like, i avoided all spoilers of despite my feed being like pretty much the same in the last like nine months you know
1: i mean yeah right and, and at those times that you did stream it initially when it you know first release you didn't have again those people coming in and just you know saying things uh about it where other, you know this yeah that just yeah that, that kills me i hate how people yeah. ruin the experience or, or just be like i did it now i gotta you know now that i know it, i've gotta spoil it for everybody because i gotta get
2: it out and it's like, I don't know. We're going, we're going back to the negativity thing. Like the last time I streamed Anthem, right? I had people coming in and going, oh, uh, isn't this the game that like sucked? And it's like, what? Like, I mean, that's what you heard from it? Because that's not what any of the reviews said. <laughs> you know, I mean,
0: but that was the discourse around it. Yeah. I don't like this, but I'm going to say it. 24 years ago. Okay. 24. No, not 24, 14. 14 years ago. I can't do math. I beat the storyline of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. And I was very angry (laughs) about how the story went. And I knew at the time, this is wild to me, actually, everyone think about this. At the time, because at the time it was called Twitter, not X. You could sign up. And people's tweets would be texted to you because not everyone had smartphones back then. So it would text people's tweets to you. And I knew that DJD was getting texts of my tweets back in 2010. And I was so mad at the ending and like no one I knew played video games really except DJD, right? That would talk with me about this. And I knew I was ahead of him and I tweeted the spoiler, the big, the big thing that happened at the end. I was like, I can't believe this happened and i just <laughs> i did that and i knew that he was i knew he was going to see it and i just waited oh my gosh <laughs> yeah but uh, i almost quit right ago. there i think i did yeah, quit for like several years, <laughs> years ago. yeah that was 14 years ago i was a i was yeah. a very young person at that time yeah uh, so we've all been there and you and you know yeah. we have to grow we all have to
2: grow and, uh, i understand like that it's It's almost necessary to be able to vent about things, but I think there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it, right? Like, if you're upset about something, obviously, you don't want to be holding that in. You want to talk to someone about it. But I, I think that, like, the way that the Internet exists today, like, that spreading negativity around as prolifically and carelessly as we do, I mean, it's just overall, it's an extremely unhealthy and toxic, like, environment that we create by doing that. And like, I would really like for us to kind of like
0: Be healthier about that, you know And I would (sighs) like to Differentiate a little bit too In this situation of what we're talking about There's a difference between not liking Something that's out Right? Like not liking the Suicide Squad game that's out If you've played it Right? Sure,
2: yeah, yeah And And
0: something that's not even out that you don't know Yeah. Not liking something that isn't even out, right? Yeah. Like, not like that. Yeah, it's it's even, like a, it's even more egregious. Yeah, I, w- I would agree that it's more egregious,
2: but I, I think it still falls in like the same like bubble of that. Uh, I would agree. You know, that Zen diagram, you know, the Zen diagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this, this kind of behavior could stem
1: off of any sort of rumor that you just read. And that's the problem. It, You know, it it becomes something bigger than it really should be, just because. Oh, I I read this, and it's a rumor, and then people just go with it. And again, this could be like six months before it's even released, or way even before that. It couldn't, you know, it might not even be in concept. But you, you just, you know, you just think of this, you, and it's negative to you. So then you spread that, and then you got this whole group made of people being toxic or almost canceling or bringing negativity to let's say a, a, a franchise that's that's beloved but through all this, through all this chaos they end up ruining it for everybody, ruining it for the developers Good. ruining it for the whole franchise uh, per se and it, it makes it do you know, it makes it not become a hit it could have been a hit Good. but it just like, it ruins the whole um, anthem yeah, exactly. Nope. Yeah. It ruins it for everybody and it becomes something that becomes cancelled, even though it really shouldn't have been.
2: Right. Right. Or even Andromeda to an extent too, I would say. You know, Bioware just has had a rough go.
0: <laughs> I had um so when Mass Effect Andromeda came out, I played it and I had a glitch that I knew would fix you know, it would get fixed where like I was stuck on something or whatever. Um, But it, it ruined my momentum for the game. And a lot of people love to hate that game, right? I went right. back later. I totally got in. That game was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I was like, man, why do people hate this? Like, this is not I bad at l- all. I think a
2: lot of it has to do with the expectations of what people were want, expected it to be. I think it's the same problem that Scott is experiencing now, where people have a certain expectation of what a Mass Effect game should be in their mind. And we also saw this with No Man's Sky, too, although part of that was Sony's fault for hyping up No Man's Sky so much and everything. And, but when it came down to it, and No Man's Sky actually did fulfill those expectations years later for free by continuing to, like, put their heads down and work on it. But essentially, like, people have it in their mind what a Mass Effect game should be. And then Andromeda comes out, and that's not what they expected. Right. It's completely different from the other Mass Effects in a lot of ways. Right. And that really upset a lot of people because it wasn't what they were expecting. And same with Suicide Squad, where Suicide Squad is a co-op like fun, like, you know, almost like brawler a little bit, like with skill based and everything. It's not the single player Rocksteady Arkham experience that you're used to. Right. But it does have that Rocksteady polish. But because people have it in their minds, like it
0: needs I to like be that it's called, a rock you're calling steady Because that just makes yeah. it sound like it's like really steady, <laughs> you know, like rock steady. <laughs> yeah. well, it needs to be rock steady, you know. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and everybody's yeah. like wanting to play that game. Like, again, like you said, it's a Batman game, but it is not a Batman game. And that's OK. Right. Yeah. You know, lift off your blinders a little bit and, you know, try something new. You know,
0: there is or only maybe one thing. Also- I have an expectation of this game. I haven't played it. There's only one thing that I want this game to have. And if it doesn't have it, it's a failure, in my opinion. And that <laughs> is at some point, somebody needs to be like, Are we some kind of suicide squad? You know oh, gosh. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's all I that is all I want in the game. That's it. <laughs>
2: That's pretty yeah. funny. Uh, I don't know that I've heard that line yet, but I'm sure it's there. They do a lot I mean, of really good, like callbacks to like DC stuff. They really honor DC. I feel like mostly pretty well. I mean, obviously there's some stuff that people find controversial because you're killing these beloved like Justice League characters and stuff. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm having a lot of fun with it.
0: But like, I mean, yeah, really quick, what I would love to happen is I would love for like whether it be a comic book. Or a movie or any, any media. I would love for there to be this big build-up. Big like it's really tense. And then Superman just beat the crap out of Batman without even trying. <laughs> like, Batman does everything he possibly can. He can't, he's had so much time to prepare. And he just can't beat Superman. And Superman just like effortlessly just murders him. That would just be fantastic. Because we all know Superman is better than Batman in, in every way. And there's no chance. There's just no chance. Batman has zero chance against Superman. And it's just wild that it's even a conversation. Like, just I would really a love today. that. I would really love for them to portray that. Right. Batman's only power is white privilege. Right. Uh-huh. Like, come on. Right. <laughs> no. He's just no, a, he's just a rich white guy. You know,
1: you know what? You know what? i'm i'm on i'm on the batman train and i'm t- i will bury this i will go with to it with my to the grave honestly batman is got the smarts way more than soups i'm i'm just telling you right now he's got the bullets bra- literally on, bounce he, off of him they but it doesn't matter if you of don't him. have the, have brains man okay I, i'm i said it i superman just goes into battle without a strategy he has no strategy. His, you know, his strength is his strategy, and that's what they, and that's actually part of the problem that I have with his story arc. A lot of the times is that they don't actually try to, you know, better him. He's just the same thing where he's just like, I can handle this. I can handle. It. No, I can't handle it. Now I can handle it. Now I'm better. I, I can. I, I somehow beat the bad guy at the end because I'm strong. They yep. they need One to of, have a more of a diverse story arc for him. I like. Honestly. How I what, absolutely is, agree. Is
0: it X Men? Is it X Men Three? Where they're like, we need a plan of attack, and Wolverine's like, I have a plan. Attack.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One of the best Superman stories I ever heard, like someone pitch, was like the idea that that Superman struggles with like the morality of things and like having to like you know not being able to be everywhere at once and like these very human. In moments, say he has to go through uh, like try and I think actually Smallville kind of did a decent job with this too. Uh, but where like you know he, they have him turn the
0: world back, and then he was able to go back in time. Didn't that happen? Isn't that canon? You know what I'm talking about. I haven't seen the movie, but like he flies around the world the opposite direction. Well, in some and of the turns the world back, yeah, in the time wise, right?
1: First Christopher Reeves Superman, he did that, right? Isn't that right?
0: Freaking,
1: sweet. I believe so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'd <it, laughs> Batman Batman uh, love to see yeah. Batman do that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, there, yeah. there are so many fascinating things you for know, Superman, and I, I agree go, with David about the small and thing, stop too. Stop Batman's parents from getting murdered, and then Batman wouldn't even exist. Wow, interesting thoughts! Yeah, interesting thoughts. No, I, I, agree. I agree with you, David,
1: about. You know, I, I, I do feel like Smallfield touched on a lot of those, like almost personable moments more than most of the media. But I, I just feel like when he's Superman, there needs to be a little bit more to what they usually pitch or, or put sure. in in a story for Superman because they, they lose a little bit of something. He's complex. He, why, why are we, you know, just assuming that he's just going to brawl and just not use strategy? you know that's what kills me a lot of times they don't they don't you know put that in enough for superman i think he should be a little bit more uh you know depth depth wise he needs a little bit more in his physique as far as you know his strategy and his is how he uh you know attacks or, or things like that not, not not just always boom bash you know you know i got the strength it's always that I'm so curious. They tried curious. to portray him that way a
0: little bit in like Zack Snyder's like Man of Steel and stuff, and it wasn't really well taken.
2: Uh so n- originally it wasn't right when Man of Steel first came out. A lot of people were kind of like eh on it, but like looking back retrospectively, I feel like a lot of people actually. Hill Man-, Man of Steel is actually a way better movie, and I can't oh. wonder if maybe part of that is because like a uh, Batman v Superman wasn't. The best rendition of like what it was, and Justice League wasn't the best rendition of what it was, and so like maybe the past looks brighter <laughs> considering where everything led to, you know. I, but, I know I, I enjoyed Man of Steel
0: myself when I watched it. I, I, I have not seen the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Has anyone here seen it?
2: I have. It's really long.
1: <laughs> I, I have not actually. I, I never went back and watched it.
2: Oh my yeah. gosh! So essentially, the idea behind the Snyder Cut is, you know, what if you give someone enough time, they can explain everything. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Wow.
1: Well, but but that was that wasn't even the point, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Because that's what was wrong. That's what was wrong with Justice League is we needed more explanation and more time to really understand. I mean, when when
2: you have more explanation, it makes more sense. It's true, but I mean, like I don't know that the trade-off of making it six hours instead of two was worth it. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Was it really six hours? It was pretty long. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Let me look it up. Oh man, (laughs) tighter cut runtime. Oh, man, dude, it's four hours long. Yeah, it's pretty long. (laughs) Hefty. People complain about Lord of the Rings, but that's that's pretty long. But, guys, we're at about time. Is there anything we want to throw in before I uh, throw Craig out of here? He's kicking Craig to the curb? Yeah, kicking Craig to the curb.
2: So so all this uh, Xbox, uh, or I'm sorry, all this uh, Batman versus Superman talk, and the negativity talk does kind of remind me of, like, the whole, like, Xbox rumors of, like, Xbox games going to other platforms. And this could be a bigger discussion, but for now, just curious to get your guys' thoughts on that. Are you okay with that? Do you have any kind There's of rumor? There's a rumor of what? Of, like, Xbox
0: exclusives going to other platforms?
2: Yes, like uh, Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush and potentially others. Potentially. And this is all rumors, but, like, that's, those are the rumors floating around in the Basically. ether right now.
1: Yeah, basically, any of the library that's included in Game Pass would be uh, you know, traded off to anybody who was willing to, um,
2: you know, well, accept it
1: into the fold. I guess. Honestly, this is different, like, though.
2: This is, is specifically, yeah. This is specifically releasing certain titles on uh, on
0: Switch and uh, potentially
2: maybe PlayStation.
0: Are you guys familiar with like that popular trend right now, where they're like? I'm a firefighter. Of course, I'm da 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 da. You know, you know that video trend right now. I have no or so, idea. Or you're they're like, about. I'm the eldest child. Of course, my parents did da da da. Like, and they like go through all these stereotypes or whatever. Um, if there was one about being an Xbox gamer, it would be, of course, I don't care about exclusives because we <laughs> don't have any. But, <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so <I> mean, yeah, <laughs> if they want to set them out. Who cares? Freaking yeah. PlayStation players want to get trolled by Tuna on <laughs> freaking <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no,
2: I think that's. I think that's. Pretty, I think that's the right attitude to have. I really do.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I I, I'm right there. I'm totally for everybody trying every experience. Honestly, when it comes to gaming, um, I wish. I wish PlayStation would do that more with, with like PlayStation. Well, uh, not with Spider Man like that's <laughs> that playstation would do that more with PlayStation. specifically spider-man <laughs> no like spider-man well yeah honestly spider-man because that's such a huge franchise it is sure. huge yeah. everybody like Spider-Man. Avengers. everybody even should be able to Spider-Man, play Spider-Man, on spider-man on xbox <laughs> yeah everybody should be able to experience spider-man and on any platform
0: i would like Seriously. to play the new god of war games without having to buy a ps5 personally
2: i mean you could always get a pc
1: yeah, don't worry, you'll be on PC in another year or two. Don't worry. Ooh.
0: Like the Final Fantasy 7 remake. Remember when the Final Fantasy 7 remake was coming to Xbox, remember? That one time okay. they had the Xbox logo in their trailer. <laughs> the very first
2: trailer that they had. There's a rumor that yeah. they're fucking around that it is coming to Xbox now, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Ooh. I'm not holding my breath, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's it, guys. Uh, we haven't been doing this, and I want to do this. Everyone, uh, make sure to leave a positive rating, You know, whether that's on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. That really does help us out. Feel free to follow any of us on social media. Um, you can follow at NFCR on Instagram, but um, me, Farmer, and David, you could easily find us on there as well. And I think that's it. You
2: can always pop uh, in, listen to us live around 11 p.m. ish Eastern uh, and on Discord on Saturday nights. And then uh podcast will release
0: at 6 a.m. Eastern Friday mornings. Yes, we have nailed down a time, everyone. 6 a.m. Eastern Friday mornings. Ish. <laughs> ish. <laughs> Got to throw that All in there, right. you know. Yeah, ish, ish. All right, well, that's it. Bye. Okay, okay, hold on.